Hello there. It's good to see you again, and welcome back to Wisdom and Wealth, Pathways to a Life of Significance for You and Your Family. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have the star of our show and Mr. Frank Astorino of the Astorino Financial Group. He'll be joining me in just a moment, and we're going to be unpacking another wealth management discussion. That's what we do here on the show, and today we've got a topic that's a really interesting one. It's one that isn't so exciting. It's not a fun one to talk about, but it's a necessary one to talk about about. So what I'm saying is, you know, many of us, we're getting older, right? And there's a decent chance that a lot of us are going to be experiencing some sort of cognitive decline later in our lives. Now, it could be minor, but in some cases, it could be major. Now, today, Frank and I are going to be looking at a lot of different ways to potentially safeguard your assets from any, you know, potential wealth-destroying money mistakes that we could make down the line as a result of that cognitive decline. Ultimately, smart money moves to make while you're still mentally sharp. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Frank out and get right into it. Frank, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you again, Ryan, and uh, looking forward to our, our conversation yeah, absolutely, Frank. You and I, before we, uh, you know, jumped into this episode, I, you were telling me this is this is a prevalent conversation that you're having with a lot of clients these days. So it's a really timely topic to address. So let's get right into it, Frank. It's tough to admit it, right? You know, the fact is that many people can and do lose their ability to make well-informed decisions as they get older. Would you share us share with us kind of your preliminary thoughts on this matter? Well, what comes to mind, um, first of all, our client base, I think the largest portion of our, our clients are over 60. That's where a lot of the wealth has accumulated. And uh, it is a common concern. Um, it hits home. I have clients of significant wealth. One in particular even told me uh, that uh, if I ever notice anything unusual about his thought process to please let him know. Uh, most people are more guarded with that. Um, they try to do a lot of crossword puzzles, uh, but it's a, it's a sensitive topic. Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. I mean, nobody wants to admit when you know cognitive decline is coming into play. Obviously, that's the, there's quite a level of soul searching at that moment. But what we're here today to talk about is the fact that there are some wealth destroying mistakes that can be made out there, and and we're going to be discussing some of those ways that somebody could safeguard their assets. But staying high level here for the moment, Frank, have you have you personally seen what a loss of that mental sharpness can mean when it comes to making decisions related to wealth and other financial? matters yes it hits close to home uh the first thing first experience that comes to my mind is uh you know my father in his later years um did suffer initially from uh some form of dementia before he passed um and and it was really noticeable when i tried to treat him to his final yankee game that we went to and he was asking me about the uh, model of my car. At that time, uh, it was a Mercedes. It was a luxury car that we didn't have growing up. And he asked me eight times what the model was. So I, I knew at that point that I was probably losing him for the first time. And a lot of people who have experienced uh, aging parents, um, you know, the, the dementia or the Alzheimer's is the first time they lose them. And then they have to deal with the uh, the finality of, of their life. 
So it's a it's a sensitive subject uh, in planning. Um, it's also sensitive to the age range that that it occurs. Um, as you and I have shared with uh, charities that we've talked about in literacy, a significant number of the population is is uh, illiterate. When you look at the scores, the literacy scores for um, individuals over 60, it, the decline is increasing. And these are people with college degrees, people who have managed their stock portfolios. So it becomes essential that uh, to avoid things like bankruptcy. There's a high, high rate of bankruptcy among those 65 and over. So it's really important that we address this early on. Yeah, and in speaking to that early on, I was going to ask you, Frank, what it, what's like a surface level strategy that people could be utilizing to potentially mitigate that risk of making the mental errors? And I think you just hit the nail on the head in terms of just start as early as you can. Yeah, the, we're grateful for, you know, I, we've been doing this for over three decades, and a lot of our clients started in their 40s and 50s and now are in their, you know, 70s and 80s. So, we addressed this early on. Uh, we got them the proper legal documents and we made sure they had the right people lined up to back them up. Um, so starting as soon as you can, and that's a, that's a process in itself in terms of trusting and having the right competence. Uh, we provide, we provide a grid, you know, for our clients, if they're thinking about who to choose as a trustee and we, we look at location, we look at acumen, we look at integrity, you know, a lot of factors that go into um, choosing the right person to help you out, whether it's a family member, a friend, or a professional. And, and Frank, for those that are getting started, hopefully on the earlier side, in terms of preparing for this big moment in their lives, where maybe cognitive decline might set in, what steps would you say that most people should be considering at this juncture? There's a lot to be said for simplicity, Ryan. Um, when we onboard a new client, uh, we send them a really uh, creative video that shows the end result of organizing your finances, having everything digitally up to date, um, having the right files for the different categories of your wealth, um, identifying a at least a single trusted advisor, even if you have multiple you know, financial representatives. Um, try to merge multiple bank accounts. Like, do you need five to 15 IRAs? Maybe you need one self-directed IRA. Uh, we think of it as clutter reduction. Um, you know, there's, there's a difference between, I remember talking about this with one doctor, you know, that people don't necessarily have to have dementia to have uh, stress dementia. Um, you know, if you're stressed over the clutter in your life, it, it clouds your memory. It, it makes you overwhelmed with too much information. So we try to get you to choose the right family member, uh, you know, try to be more straightforward with the uh, financial solutions, make it easier to understand. We advisors tend to get verbose and people get lost in the glossary of, of words and terms. So we try to kind of bring it down to analogies, stories, uh, things to get the point across. 
Sure, sure. And that makes sense. I'm sure clients are kind of grateful for that clutter reduction, just simplifying things overall, especially when you're dealing with somebody that may have had significant assets at play in their life at one point or another. Uh, but Frank, you also mentioned earlier on that idea of, of family members and, and, you know, a trusted professional or an advisor when it comes to this moment. How important would you say is being open with that family member or with that trusted advisor about your financial situation and your wishes for the future when thinking about cognitive decline and how it can set in? You know, how important is that transparency and just openness overall? That's a critical question that needs to be approached with care and some due diligence. Uh, 34% of uh, elder abuse comes from uh, family and friends. So when it comes to money, um, you don't really know how people are going to behave or react or might take advantage. And that's not to disparage anybody. Of course, our clients don't have any of those such people, but um, you do have to be careful. Um, you want to identify someone who's sensible financially. They know they handle their finances well themselves. Uh, they have a, 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 an empathy towards health care. A lot of our seniors, as they get into their, you know, senior years, um, need assistance. You know, it may not even be conspicuous or they may not ask for it, you know, but opening a door for someone, helping them get into a car, um, having someone who has that kind of uh, compassion for, for people. Um, we also have a discovery process, which you've heard in our earlier discussions, that identify the needs and wants and values of uh, our, our people. And, and that's so important because we keep turning back to that. When we have a review session with a client, um, we like to go back to those values and, and remind them of why they have their wealth and what they intended to do with it. And then to have a caretaking plan, I think that whether you know you start with a long-term care strategy and the tiers of uh, levels of care that are available today, you want to make sure they're aware of it and they start at least feeling comfortable talking about it. I'll never forget one client actually broke down in tears uh, when we asked, you know, what plans do you want to have for burial? And they said that, you know, no one asked us that question and we've always wanted to answer it. So you have to be comfortable with your, your age and, and, and anything that might be declining and be able to just face it and deal with it so that we can help you. Yeah, I mean, it's tremendously sensitive time in, in someone's life uh, to even, I mean, not even just a time, but just a conversation to talk about these things. And that's why, you know, that transparency with the, you know, your trusted advisors, your family members can make a world of difference in these moments, Frank. Uh, and Frank, I want to get into the nuts and bolts of this conversation, really where the, you know, the, you know, where we meet the road and that's the legal documents that come into play here. Frank, what types of formal documents and legal steps do people need to be considering um, for maybe their thoughts, their strategies, their plans for the future to really take action? Well, the first thing that, that segues from your earlier question is to get people to um, appreciate that you are going to have physical changes. Um, there are things that need to be taken care of. So don't put it off. A lot of people put this stuff off and things like a durable power of attorney. You don't know what is ahead of you. You don't know when you might be impaired. 
and you may live, but you don't have the ability to execute your financial decisions. You need a durable power of attorney for that. You also need a healthcare directive. Having someone who's going to make that call, you know, or encourage you or guide you to the right appropriate medical professionals when you need it so that you want to have a trusted individual who could do that. And then living trust, we've been talking to a lot of seniors who may be hesitant because they're dealing with their mortality. They don't want to finalize anything or they don't want to do anything irrevocable. So we start them off with some living trusts you know, that they might want to enjoy the benefit of giving to family or charities while they're alive, or they might want to have something that's um, flexible and pours over into their estate planning when the time comes. So living trusts or revocable trusts are something that we're introducing uh, to get at least the, the ball going and started. Yeah, three three really good ones there, Frank, and, you know, durable power of attorney, your healthcare directives, and then, of course, those living trusts. Um, Frank, you know, we talk a lot on this show about the strategies and solutions that people should be considering when up against certain challenges, right? But I think it's equally as important to talk about some, maybe some of the mistakes or the things that get overlooked with you know respect to all of the different topics that we cover on this show. So with, with respect to today's topic about this idea of cognitive decline and strategies you should be implementing, let's, let's look at the flip side now. Would you say that there's any steps along this process that people tend to make mistakes on or, or tend to overlook maybe and don't implement as well as they could when faced in this moment of life you know, up against cognitive decline? First, I think they should become incredibly uh, constructively selfish and focus on their personal needs before they start worrying about everybody else. Um, and the things that get overlooked are like their medications, their passwords, um, where, they're, where they keep their documents. Uh, I'll never forget going to one um, client's house after her husband died and they had the largest dining room table I've ever seen with a sea of paper and 18 brokerages and so forth. That's that's kind of an unfair burden to, to leave to your survivors. So getting getting your all your ducks in order well in advance and, and make it a discipline. If you're in your 40s or 50s, make it a routine and uh, have a system and a policy of how you're going to handle things. The items that are are critical are your assets, you know, making sure that the checking accounts, investment accounts, any business interests, particularly real estate is all in order. What's often um, missed, particularly in blended families where there's a second marriage is they forget to change their beneficiary designations on things like qualified plans and IRAs, uh, mortgage and titling of liabilities, life insurance, contact information. I find that the concierge concept of, of medicine and finance in the future uh, is here and now. Have a list of the advisors that know you and know your situation. Um, and again, have the di digital stuff and have a safety deposit box where certain important documents could be retrieved. 
Frank, as we're bringing our conversation to a head here, you know, I think there's there's a positive outlook that we should take on all this, and that is that that there is so much that people can be doing right now, in fact, that can potentially set themselves up for success, as you know, as and should or if they begin to experience that some form of cognitive decline down the road. Would you care to share any kind of final thoughts with us today in regards to this idea of, hey, you know, the good news is there is options, there are options that you should be exploring now don't sit around and wait any final thoughts for us frank sure i you know we have the toolbox we have the forms i would say that um they could look forward to having peace of mind uh by having the clutter reduced and and simplifying their life and having an organized system uh, an analogy to that was when i it was in my 30s and i i had my first um significant life insurance policy it gave me a peace of mind when we didn't have that much wealth accumulated and we had young children and we had financial responsibilities and debts and so forth. So the same kind of mental peace of mind applies when your house is in order. And I think there's no time like the present to, to start that and to go for a review, go for a, a stress test and get your filing in order. Well, and Frank, to that end, if somebody out there in our audience, they're listening to this conversation and maybe it's really resonating with them today. And let's say they're interested in, in reaching out to you and your team to whether it's open up a dialogue or maybe even go through that second opinion and that stress testing process with you guys to see where they sit on this, you know, on this spectrum of are they ready in case cognitive decline sets in, what would be the best way they could reach out to you and your team? And like I said, open up a dialogue. I, they could just go to our website. Uh, they can uh, make a phone call. It, it doesn't cost anything to get a uh, introductory discussion. And I would I would just start by asking the questions, doing your homework, read it. We have so much reading material that we can give you to get you started. And there's no pressure there. We want you to be successful. So, so part of that success is making the first step uh, to organizing your affairs. And we're happy to help you do that. Fantastic. Well, Frank, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day this morning to jump on and be with us and dive into this topic that I know is, it's not an easy one to talk about, but it is an important one to address, uh, you know, especially with so many, I know of your clients, Frank, and just uh, people going through this process in life. They're here, they're at that moment where they should start thinking about this. And uh, Frank, you've got a lot of clients to serve. We'll let you get back to doing that. But again, appreciate you being with us and uh, I'll see you on the next one. You know, best of all, good luck and happiness to you. And I, I look forward to our next conversation. Thank oh, you. Thank you, Frank. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, and that's our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. As always, if you took anything away from today's discussion and you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss out on a future episode. And go ahead and share any of this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit, like you, from these conversations. You know, at the end of the day, Frank and I were just taking the same strategy solutions and conversations that he's having with his clients on a regular basis over at the Astorino Financial Group. And we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So by subscribing to the show, you'll never miss out on a future conversation that could be beneficial to you and yours. So for Frank, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on today's installment of Wisdom and Wealth.
Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. The Astorino Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide legal or tax advice or services. Please consult your legal or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial representatives offer access to trust services through the private trust company NA, an affiliate of LPL Financial.